Welcome to Personal Branding Unlocked. I'm Monica Wormsley. And I'm Josh Lawler. And together, we're here to equip you with the tools, strategies, and insights you need to help you build and enhance your personal brand. If you work in professional services, your personal brand is your unique signature that sets you apart. In each episode, we'll delve deep into the art and science of personal branding, share real-world success stories, and bring in industry experts for deep dive discussions. So get ready to embark on a journey of self-discovery, growth, and empowerment. This is Personal Branding Unlocked. Hello. Hi. Hi, we're back. We're back. And this week's app is a really, really good one. We like fully, fully nerded out this week. Yeah, we were so excited to get Abby Naylor on our podcast. I feel like she's the only person who is enthusiastic about LinkedIn as us. And personal branding. And personal branding. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, just to recap, what did you get up to this week? So I have had an incredibly busy week. So I last night we went to a 30, 70, 70, 70, 30, 30. 70, 30. I keep on saying it wrong, which is a local networking community for marketing people. Highly recommend. We met some wonderful ladies there working towards International Women's Day for HBWN. And I'm actually just on the cusp of launching a new business. So watch this space. That'll be launched on Monday. Yeah. How exciting. So exciting. Well, my week, my week, I thought my week was exciting, but not as exciting. But yeah, I've been hitting up the networking events as well. I went to the the Surfest naming rights announcement at the Newcastle Jockey Club, which was pretty cool. And then, yeah, 70.30 last night. And then just doing a lot of uni work. I had a little bit of a meltdown because <laughs> there's a lot going on. But yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I don't know how you've been doing it all. <laughs> and Josh and I, it's currently 9.30 at night and we've been practicing. We're presenting for an International Women's Day on the importance of personal branding for women. And we're thinking of doing an International Women's Day special extra episode next week. If that's something that you guys would like to hear, can you drop us a comment or shoot us a message? Because we have all the material. And if you think that's something that could be of interest, we're pretty passionate about it. Let us know. And speaking of strong women, let's get into this week's episode with Abby. Hope you enjoy. Okay, so today we have Abby Naylor, a dynamic force in the world of personal branding and LinkedIn expertise. With a degree in communications and media studies from Charles Sturt University, Abby's journey evolved from corporate professional in human resources and recruitment to the founder of Bold Mood, a personal branding business based in Newcastle. Abby's career path took an unexpected turn when she witnessed the struggles of creatives, professionals, entrepreneurs and leaders articulating their offline expertise into a compelling online presence. This realisation fueled her passion for helping individuals unlock their creative edge, a mission she's continued to pursue as a LinkedIn personal brand coach and content writer at Bold Mood. Abby's approach combines boldness, ambition, creativity to empower others in building a powerful personal brand that amplifies their influence, impact, and income. In this episode, Abby shares her wealth of knowledge on LinkedIn strategies, personal branding tips, and her unique perspective on the future of this ever-evolving landscape. Get ready for an insightful conversation that delves into the core of personal branding and unleashing your potential in the digital age. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh, I'm excited. You. Yeah, you were. We're super excited. So excited, excited yeah. to have you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we kind of joked. I think we were joking in email. Finally, someone that's excited about LinkedIn yes. as us. Yeah. I know. I feel like there is, when people do hear the word LinkedIn, I think they still there's a, they, I think they still think it's just for recruitment and yes. for that headhunting, yeah, approach. So yeah, I'm. My mission is to kind of flip the script on what people do think about LinkedIn and and the power that it can have for your personal brand. So yeah, as soon as I I saw you guys launch this podcast, I'm like. Yes, we need to have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I think I mentioned to you, I saw you at the Gen Collective event on last week and I mentioned to you that I, yeah, I'd set up my LinkedIn eight years ago and forgotten all about it, yes. but I'm a, I'm a convert now. Mm. Like it's, yes. yeah, I see the potential. I see the, yeah, the yeah. strength that it has. So Absolutely. I remember starting at my previous and I because I was in HR and recruitment and that's what I was using it for. I was actually using it for a headhunting tool. So then when I started at 
my, yeah, at my previous role, I was introduced into personal branding and how LinkedIn is a platform that you can build that. You can, yeah, Mm. build your credibility on there and as well as, yeah, leverage it to kind of build your career and your business. It's just not that kind of recruitment component. It's, yeah, a marketing tool in itself. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible what the potential that it has on yeah leaders brands and yeah imp- and professionals as well so yeah well we have about 8000 questions to ask you about it so <laughs> i can't wait to dive in <laughs> i'll do my best <laughs> um but the first one we just like to ask all of our guests is what do you think is the most effective thing you can do to build a personal brand the most effective thing is always have in the back of your mind is this adding value to Mm. your audience so they're most like on Instagram for example like that's quite a visual platform where people yeah people can show up more visually I guess but on LinkedIn it is a platform where you can build your credibility through thought leadership content so it's you're there to you want to make sure when people are landing on your profile they know exactly who you are who you are what you do and how you help them so I think the most effective thing you can do to build your personal brand is just always take take it back to the basics of is this adding value to my audience mm. yeah yeah and i yeah it's it's really funny because that's we've had a couple of themes that keep showing up in every episode of the podcast and it's it's exactly that what you've just said value yeah. and authenticity yes mm. and yeah just seeing that trend come through from yeah. every guest that we've had yeah. it's like obviously that's a a very strong point that you need to sort of stick to yeah when you are building your profile especially josh you mentioned when you you've had it for how long nine years yeah almost yeah yeah. (laughs) and you kind of would back in the day you would just kind of set it up as you know you'd put your job title in the line almost like a resume it would just look like yeah it kind of just looked like a resume but it is a yeah it's your profile is your like the platform where you can Sorry. <laughs> articulate your narrative yeah. like who you are what but, you do what your value is exactly I totally so agree build mm. that build that storyline of your career and those pivotal moments that have got you to where you are because at the end of the day what your profile there is to do it is to yes one share your career story but it is to help your audience either this is a Donald Miller term but survival thrive mm. so it's building your like making sure your profile really yeah aligns to your aspirations kind of thing so gone are the days where it just looks like a a resume where you upload a photo that you maybe took at uni nine years ago (laughs) and it's kind of still there so what you really want to do is kind of like know yourself so like take yourself back to the basics of okay who am I what are my strengths what is my expertise what do I do that is different to everyone out there because you just need to think say if you're a project manager and your headline just says project manager at such and such there are millions and mm. of other you know what I mean other project managers out there it's like so what does what makes you different mm. to every other project manager so it's just really honing in on who you are and what you're here to do and your profile is the perfect um, yeah it's the perfect place to articulate that you, yeah, so you've got that, like, you've got your headline, you've got your banner, you've got your about me section, and then you've also got that credibility piece of recommendations from your previous colleagues or uni lecturers or people that you've worked with. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely changed from just being a resume. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And coming to that value piece with personal branding, I also think that like there's a bit of a, so the Vs I think of in personal branding is that vanity, visibility and value. And I think people think that being visible, so posting often or putting themselves out there is a vanity. Mm. Like sometimes there can be that, oh, people don't want me to hear me talking about myself continually. But if you're adding value, it's not about vanity. You're helping people. Yeah, I think there's a myth behind personal branding where it's quite ego-based and it's all about promoting yourself. There's a way to do it tastefully. So you want to be, when you are creating content, you just need to know what your why is. Like, why are you here? Why are you here to, 
get. Why are you creating content? Like, who are you educating here? Who do you want to inspire with your content? So, yeah, I think you've just got to, people that do kind of think personal branding is that kind of quite ego-based mm. and they think it's like very self-promotional. Yeah, value is, yeah, the word, probably, yeah, the word that kind of defines it the most. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because yeah. that's the pushback we've had when we've spoken to some, I know there's one um, professional services person that kind of back, came back at us and said, oh, but people don't want to hear me talking about myself. And it's like, you're not talking about yourself. Mm. You're talking about how you can help customers or yeah. how you can help your followers that may not yet be customers. Exactly. So, yeah, it is about that value, but always thinking when I'm writing, yeah. how am I going to help someone with this? Yes. What is this? Yeah. What difference is going to make to my followers? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And there's Mm. a, there is a balance. Like there is obviously personal branding is personal. So you want to make sure you are taking people on that, that journey kind of thing, that career journey, because you never know who you're inspiring. Mm. So there needs, it just depends how much you want to share as Mm. well with your personal brand on LinkedIn. So I do like to share content that kind of takes people on a bit of a journey from where I first started and like how I've ended up where I am. So you just never know someone else is in like probably who's about two to five years behind me kind of thing. Like, oh my goodness, I'm in that same position. Like you just want to build that, build the connection with your audience as well. So if you're kind of putting out salesy posts Mm and overdoing it on that, obviously running a business sales is a massive component to that and and building your personal, like using personal branding is like a pillar to that. But you want to just make sure there's like there's a balance between it so you're not in full like salesy mode and and yeah you're kind of incorporating that that personal side of things too yeah yeah and speaking of the personal side of it can we get the history of abby oh goodness <laughs> so we mentioned you've done your uni at charles sturt yes. and then you were in recruitment what led you into the personal branding spot so i Two, two jobs ago, so not my recent one, but the one before that, I landed, I know a lot of people do say this, but I did land in recruitment and HR. So I, when I first started, I was just kind of, because I was quite new to Newcastle, so I um, was just getting my foot in the door of a corporation that I could kind of learn the business world with, I guess, because I was studying, I was actually studying primary teaching. Oh, yeah. yeah. So a lot of people actually don't know that about me, but that was the first degree that I did study for a little bit. It's all I ever wanted to do. And then when that didn't work out, I kind of just had a bit of a, a bit of a moment where I was like, okay, what's my next move? And then when I started at, yeah, my previous job, I loved I actually didn't know what HR was Mm. I didn't know what HR was then I was only 20 I think I was 22 maybe and then when I got to learn more about it and I learned more about the business world and and I was um, predominantly in the recruitment side of things so I get I got to talk to a lot of people about their career stories Mm. and just really help them from in in that in that way and then I knew it was a stepping stone. I knew that wasn't my my forever job. I was like, okay, there's yes, this is a stepping stone, but there's something missing for me. So alongside that, I was working. I'm quite. I'm a creative at heart. So I was working alongside the marketing team, mm-hmm. and then I, when I was working with them, we were working on. They wanted to try and create systems to attract more attract more candidates Mm. and so I worked with them to boost their social media and I also worked with them on strategies to because the 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 people that we were recruiting it was quite a small pool so we had to be quite creative in the way that we were thinking so Mm. that kind of just gave me that okay so I do love like helping people in their careers and but I do love that kind of creative component that that goes into like the marketing piece so I was studying and then at that time I was studying Bachelor of Business and then I added Bachelor of Communications in there as well Mm. so then when I I took redundancy from that from that position and I was like okay so what's my next move and then I I had a couple of weeks later I I had a conversation with um, my previous boss Mm. we met for coffee and then she was just like, what actually happened is I applied for a marketing manager position. <laughs> I applied for a marketing manager position. And she was like, look, 
you don't have the experience for this, but there is a role for you here. Like it's, there's the, it wasn't like really a role. It's like, it was built really around my strengths, which was awesome. So when I was introduced into that, yeah, it was a clean slate kind of thing. It was like, I was, it was a brand experience role. So it was full scope brand marketing, which was awesome. And then when I started with that, I started having the conversation about personal branding and at that time when I started, it was in the middle of COVID or just outside of COVID. And what normally, what the recruiters normally do is they are big on like business development and, and going out and having those client conversations in person. But that wasn't obviously COVID, everything kind of went online. So I started, I was introduced into personal branding by, have you heard of Elise Gigri? through bossy copywriting yeah, yeah yeah she was my muse there for a while she kind of just started bossy she's a copywriter but she kind of she had a podcast and I listen she's quite yeah she's a she's a creative and she's quite cool mm-hmm. and so I f- found her content quite engaging so when I listened to a podcast there I, I kind of got the I was like okay this is really cool and I just feel like all the stepping stones, like previously it didn't really make sense why I was there and that, and all the pieces started kind of piecing together. And I was like, okay, I really want to help people in their careers, but I want to help them build their confidence to get promotions and, you know what I mean, excel in their career and, and yeah, build that credibility piece, but on, yeah, using LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. And then when I, like going back, sorry, when I first started, I said to my boss, I was like, I actually, I'm more creative on, on Instagram. LinkedIn's a little bit, you know what I mean? It's like, I was, I had that same kind of stigma around it. I was like, oh, building a personal brand on LinkedIn. I was like, that's just for kind of like, I was kind of recruiting blue collar at the time. So Mm. anyways, and then I just got into, yeah, I kind of invested a lot of time into it. So I started to yeah, show up daily. And then I started to create content once a fortnight. So kind of just sharing, I, I did a lot of content quite on copywriting because I, I did lo- like, I love writing. Mm. So I kind of just started there. And then, yeah, each day I just, inv- I started small. I just invested time into kind of creating content. And then what happened is I helped the people in the business build their personal brand. So how to show up on LinkedIn and, and demystify the way that they've kind of used LinkedIn previously is just as a recruiter tool as but more as a marketing and personal brand tool so that was probably the most long-winded way to share no I love that I love the journey yeah (laughs) it was I how I got to where I am is quite unconventional you know how a lot of people kind of like finish school know what they want to do go to uni do this mine wasn't quite like that I kind of just like put my foot in the door of companies and presented myself really well in interviews. And even though I might not have had the experience, I still put myself out there for the role. And yeah, I, I do have, I do like to pride myself on a, like on a good work ethic kind of thing. So I feel like if you are quite, you're dedicated and, and determined for that end goal. Yeah. It kind of, it, yeah, it, it does, it does eventually it happen. It does pay mm-hmm. off and you, now I look back, it's like, ah, oh, okay, that's why. That is why I needed to kind of land in that gig for me to get here kind of thing. So, mm. yeah, it has been a journey, but it's been looking back, it's been incredible and I feel like everything's kind of needed to happen to get me here. Mm, and followed your passion. Yes. 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 Yeah. So then starting your own business is a bold move. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Tell us about bold mood. So why did you start that and So when I was working with the recruiters to build their personal brands on Mm. on LinkedIn, I noticed a bit of a gap in the market. I just kind of knew that, okay, so the people that I'm working with, they can't be the only ones that kind of aren't aware of the power behind this platform and how it can really excel their careers and their businesses. So, yeah, I... Just I've always kind of had kind of always balanced a few different things. Like I'm just quite, I would probably consider myself quite an ambitious person. Because <laughs> I was like a balanced uni on top of work, and then I was like, there, yeah. I just noticed a gap, and I was like, you know what? I, yeah, I'm going to create something that I can help people outside outside of my um, corporate job kind of thing. So, yeah, and here I am. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. What sort of customers do you work with? And what, yeah, what does Bold Mood do? Like, what do you offer? 
So Bold Mood, I help leaders, professionals, and even brands really build their personal brand and company brands on LinkedIn. So I, I work with, yeah, I work with majority professional services. So there's, there's the two components really. So like the personal brand component of LinkedIn, where I help people build their confidence online to kind of get there if they want to, for example, get a promotion or they want to change careers. Like recently I was talking to a individual who was in the army for 11 years Mm -hmm. and he wanted to, he was taking a leap into professional services. He's like, where do I even start? Because obviously in the army you're taught one thing to kind of, you know what I mean? Just like don't self-promote and like, you know, privacy would be so important. Privacy is very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when it came to just having that chat with him, it's like, well, to kind of build your personal brand, you are going to have to kind of, yeah, change your mindset on how you, yeah, what you kind of think about personal branding and and kind of like educated him on the, yeah, on how to kind of optimise your profile to the aspirations like where you want to go and as well as if you want to kind of take things to the next level by creating a content strategy and an engagement strategy to build that audience. So when you do apply for jobs... When people, when you do apply for jobs, when those, when recruiters and employees are looking you up online, you're already walking the talk. Mm. You know what I mean? So your your profile is fully optimized. You know what I mean? You're telling that career story, and then if you are going to that next level of kind of building an audience and creating content, they you, they automatically okay. So this guy knows exactly what he's talking about, kind of thing. So. Yeah. I even think that your services would be fantastic as a confidence boost because, yeah. you know, you write the post yeah. and I know that I hover over delete. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> you know, is this going to yeah. resonate with people or did I just make a fool of myself? Yeah. Whereas having someone that you could go, okay, I've written this, yes. what do you think? And yeah. just having a cheerleader in the background going, yes, that's great. Exactly. And sometimes you just need a sounding board. Yes. Like that is all it is kind mm. of thing. So. My services do range from, so the personal branding side of things, I um, offer like strategy session because I know a lot of people in corporate and those professional services are quite busy. <laughs> so sometimes if they just need, if they have a spare 90 minutes and if they, that service is quite for the people that are aware of like kind of what LinkedIn, what can they, what it can offer, but might just struggle with their storytelling or they might need help with the content strategy maybe or just how to really best utilize the platform to yeah build their personal brand or their company brand so and then I offer obviously like one-on-one coaching which is more for the people that are kind of like either like really starting out and are just like oh my god what is LinkedIn can you please (laughs) SOS (laughs) and then on the I also offer for the company brand component on LinkedIn workshops and speaking events so I do quite a few masterclasses at the moment, which is awesome just for at them. I've got one coming up for like virtual assistants online and I've done one for a university as well, just students kind of heading into their careers and how they can best utilize LinkedIn for that. So it's so, it's so broad, but it's, yeah, I just, it, it's just incredible. Like the, yeah, the different ways I can kind of help people as well. So yeah, it's exciting. And Hypothetically, if someone was starting their LinkedIn from scratch today or hadn't touched it for eight years, what would you recommend are the top things that they could do sort of in that first month to get their LinkedIn started and going? I would take things, don't overwhelm yourself. I (laughs) (laughs) I would really take things back to basics. So just really finding out who you are, Mm. what your, what's your why? Who's your target audience? So when you are showing up online to create content and build your personal brand, who do you want to attract? So just, yeah, taking it back to, yeah, taking things back to basics to really like find out who you are. So then when it comes to optimizing your profile, you know, it just makes it that easier to, yeah, to kind of like to optimize. So when it comes to your headline, what I like to educate people on is, I said this before, but not just have your job title. Mm. because there's a million people that do kind of carry that same job title. So we want to make sure that's fully optimised to your value proposition. So what is your why here? So what is something that you do differently in your career or what's a problem that you want to help solve in your career or business that, yeah, that you have experience? So just taking things to that, yeah, just really knowing what your why is. 
I, yeah, I, I think that we've talked about this a few times, but working out your customer persona, like working out who you're talking to. Yes. And then I think knowing your values, like yes. what do you stand for? What yeah. are you going to consistently show up and say this yeah. message? This is who I am. Yeah. I was thinking the first thing would be, you know, think of five posts, but that's actually better <laughs> to actually come up and really think about what you're, yeah, yeah who you're going to be online yeah. and what who you're going to be selling to yeah. would be so important. With the job titles. Yes. Because obviously as a recruiter, yes. someone that's worked in recruitment for a long time, it is searchable. Yes. So how do you, you know, so say it is a, an accountant. Yep. So you're an accountant that works with and your clients are vets, for example. Yeah. How would, so would you still put accountant or would you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would still absolutely put your job title in there. But I think your, so your headline, you just need to think it's not only just sitting on your profile. So when you are engaging with your community online or you know what I mean, leaving a comment or liking something, your headline follows you. Mm. So when, yes, like I 100% think, yes, put your job title in there because as well as you want to become, you want to be searchable, but also put adding your, either if you're like niche down into something. So say if you're, for example, if you're in brand marketing, so if you're a brand experience, I'll just use me as an example, (laughs) if you're in brand experience and then you specialize in personal branding and copywriting. Mm. You know, I mean, that's a niche. And then your why would be, yeah, your value proposition. So what you kind of do, what makes you different to everyone else and what you're, what you're here to achieve kind of thing, help your audience with. So as many, what I like to advise is use as many keywords that are appropriate for you and your career or business that are going to make you become more searchable. So, mm. yeah. And that doesn't, yeah, that doesn't mean not having your job title in there. I just mean just solely just having your job title in there. Mm. I wouldn't advise. But, yeah, if you want to kind of stand out from the crowd, there are a billion people on LinkedIn. So, yeah, to kind of make your, yeah, to kind of stand out online, you really want to just adding as much, yeah, value as you can possibly. (laughs) Probably got to O-game. We're we're going to O-game this word a little bit, aren't we? (laughs) I might have to get you to have a look at mine because I've tried to fit in every hat that I'm wearing into my my title thing and... Yeah, it's just it, it goes for like four lines. It's because gets... you have like eight jobs though. Oh, so yeah. it's a little bit hard. <laughs> I think as well with for that example, Josh, if you want to I think you just need to consider what your career aspirations, where you kind of like where you're heading and where you kind of want to go with that and mm-hmm. what is going to be the best angle, I guess. So yeah. like yeah, so out of the your five kind of <laughs> careers that you have going because I, I think there's there's a character limit with your headline as well. Yeah. So. Yep. <laughs> so I think it's just knowing like, okay, so what are my career goals and aspirations and what is the, yeah, what's going to best align to kind of get me there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then on that same vein as, you know, setting up your LinkedIn page. So you've got like the bio, you've got like the the five little like talks about hashtag things. Yeah. Do you have any tips for setting up your page? Yeah. yeah, so when the hashtags, I think they have LinkedIn and previously moved the hashtags, I think, because it was a little bit, I read somewhere that it was becoming a little bit too busy mm-hmm. on the, like underneath your name, how you've got your name, your headline, and then had the hashtags. So I think they have moved that down, but the hashtags is part of creator mode. Mm-hmm. So creator mode is for the creators out there. Obviously, LinkedIn at the moment is over the last couple of years, it's really built that the startup creator. Have you noticed that mm-hmm. on LinkedIn a lot? Yeah. So you obviously do find the the bigger creators out there, how they're, they produce content left, right and centre and they're kind of getting like thousands and thousands of like likes and, in, and engagement on their posts. So the creator mode allows you to, when you are creating content, it's the algorithm allows you to, if you have those hashtags on your profile, that will reach people in that follow those same hashtags or have those hashtags or keywords on their profile. So it just, yeah, it, it just allows you to reach more people in your, in your field. I, um, when we're doing some research for, we did an episode on the LinkedIn algorithm. It was talking about those hashtags and it said, don't choose hashtags in your niche. It's the niche that you want to work with. So say, for example, for us, if our hashtag was, personal branding yes. if that was and we just said personal branding marketing branding yet our audience is accountants lawyers professional services yes. 
then we wouldn't be reaching our audience, we'd be reaching our competitors. Yes. So, you know, although it needs to describe what you do, so it could be one, I think we've got one personal branding, one yes. podcast, but then accounting, legal, professional yes. services. Yeah. 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 So yeah. thinking about it as your audience yeah. rather than just talking about what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's so many there's so many features to oh. yeah there's so many features to LinkedIn. I think they've just sent out a report recently what the algorithm is currently doing at the moment. But on your profile there's a lot of people don't under, like don't realize the benefits to the featured. Have you seen the featured section on LinkedIn? No. Yeah, okay. Oh. So <laughs> So the featured um, section on your LinkedIn profile. So that allows you to add any links to your say if you have an email you want people to subscribe to your email you can have that there and they can click onto that or if you want them to be led to one of your offers or book you book in for is that where people says uh, and it says go to my website is that so it sits underneath your so say you've got the this top section where it's like your name your banner your headline and then underneath that it has just before you're about me it has your feature section so it's quite visual as well so you can, I've got my, my email subscriber there and I also have my offers there that people can either book in for yeah, a discovery call and then links to my website as well. So it's just a, it's a great tool to, it's visually appealing for one because you can, your profile can get quite content heavy as well. So it kind of just breaks it up and complements with the, the visual component, but also, yeah, it's, yeah, it leads people to exactly where, yeah, where you kind of want to drive traffic. I'm going to do that as soon yeah. as we get yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely set that up. There's a lot of people that, yeah, don't really know that that's a feature. Mm. And the other section of LinkedIn, the about or about me section, yeah. we noticed that you wrote a post recently talking about being in the first person rather than yes. the third person. Do you have any other tips for that section? Yeah. So number one is definitely writing first person, please. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny because I saw someone comment on your post and it was like, I just went to check to make sure that I wasn't writing in the third person and realised I hadn't written anything. Yeah, Yeah, so that's definitely definitely like a big one to definitely consider because I feel like it's just... The point of LinkedIn and, and building your personal brand on, on LinkedIn is to build that connection with your audience. So if it's in third person, it kind of, it feels really transactional, don't you think? Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's definitely one. For your about me section, I do highly recommend create a lot of white space. I do notice a lot of people kind of just kind of write there about me and it's in kind of a big chunks of paragraphs kind of thing. People, majority of people are kind of skimmers. So you just want to make sure. And I don't know about you, but probably now with TikTok and all these other different social media platforms, people do have short attention, kind of attention span. So it's just like you want to engage people straight away. So making sure you're kind of following that, the format of like hooking people in and then kind of sharing what your, yeah, kind of taking people on that career story, what your pivotal moments are that are going to inspire people, but also make sure you're backing your story up with facts, figures and successes. So Mm -hmm. making sure you're kind of building that credibility piece in so why people should trust you. So when people do land on your profile, they're like, okay, Abby can help me with personal branding, but what makes her like, you know what I mean, what makes her so credible in this space kind of thing. So you want to be backing up your story with facts, figures and successes there. So that could be how many years you've worked in, in your, not just say your current job but along your your whole career so there might be patterns in your career where you've always been in sales maybe like not in the same title but you you know what I mean so it's just like I have it just builds that credibility piece in where it's like I've worked 10 years in sales I've helped this amount of people get from A to B so it just kind of yeah it it shares a little personal insight into your story but then it also kind of builds that trust piece in why people should come to you yeah facts figures and successes i really like that yeah yeah and always always have a call to action please Ah, (laughs) so always you when people do finish reading your about me section where do you want them to contact you so do you want them to reach you via email do you want them to reach you by phone or um linkedin um, dm kind of thing so you just want to yeah make sure you are kind of giving them a call to action or call to conversation so I guess, yeah, it's almost like, so my background is e-com. And so like, just say you're doing an email campaign, 
you want that call to action. Like you might have it scattered throughout the email, yeah. but you definitely want it at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's the last thing that people read. So they click on that yep. button. So it's, yeah, I guess that's that same concept. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very important. Mm-hmm. And that. then speaking of the LinkedIn algorithm, as we mentioned, we did a, an episode of it, which they change it so often. That episode's probably out of date <laughs> yeah, by now. <laughs> honestly, they do change it very frequently. Um, but posting frequency, do you have any, or like types of posts, anything like that? Do you have any tips there? Um, I, it depends where you're at. So if you are kind of starting new, I don't recommend you diving in and doing five posts five posts a week and kind of overwhelming yourself but for example the algorithm at the moment does favor you to find out when your target audience is online Mm. and post when they're most active so it does prefer you to warm so before you're posting actually before you're actually posting your content the algorithm prefers you to warm up your audience first and by warming up I mean engaging with them so making sure you're commenting on their posts or you know what I mean sending a personalized connection request yeah so just making sure you're kind of doing that community management piece and building yeah just kind of building those relationships and then when you do go to post it yeah you're it's more favorable that your content will be reached by that audience don't post and ghost. Yes, yes. don't yeah. post and ghost. Absolutely. <laughs> I have fallen, don't get me wrong, I earlier in my career I've kind of comment commenting to me was I could post like five days a week, but when it came to commenting engaging, that's what I found the hardest when mm. I was first kind of like the community management piece because when you're creating content, you're creating that from you know what I mean, that's coming from you kind of thing. But when you're commenting on and when I mean like community management and commenting on people's, it's not just saying love this or congratulations. Yes. Like I mean like adding a meaningful comment or meaning like adding your opinion to someone else's post kind of thing. So yeah, that was that was quite daunting for me at the start. But what I what I did is I just flexed the muscle. So mm-hmm. what I did is I I set myself a challenge, and I was like, I'm going to engage with. And this was quite early on. I started engaging with people um, each day, um, mm-hmm. sending personalized requests, and yeah, just. Focusing on really building that, not just educating my audience with content, but just that relationship piece. Yeah. Yeah. And do you, so do you set aside, like, or do you recommend people setting aside, you know, an hour a day or whatnot? Because it's quite time consuming, especially when you start a conversation. Because then you, and if you've commented on a few posts, so I try and say I do a post, then I do that, you know, I'll yeah. go and comment on it. But then I'm in all these conversations and then before I know it, it's a few hours because <laughs> you kind of. I know because then yeah. yeah, you go to comment on one, you're like, okay, so I, I know the feeling because mm-hmm. I, I recommend kind of it depends, it depends how quick you are with kind of like that community management piece kind of thing. So I recommend people allowing like that at least 15 to 20 minutes like per morning. I mm-hmm. even show up morning and afternoon because some of my some of my audience are in a different time zone. So they're, right. you know what I mean? So it's like if I'm showing up in the morning, that's kind of from my Australian audience. And then in the afternoon, I'm kind of investing another 15, 20 minutes there. Mm-hmm. But it is, it can be kind of time consuming. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would start small, like just pick five people per morning or something that you want to kind of, okay, I'm going to comment on five this morning and five in the afternoon or five at lunchtime or you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's it, it's not overwhelming yourself until you kind of like build that, get a bit more speedy with it or kind of like feel comfortable kind of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's good. That's good advice. Yeah. And for people that aren't great at copywriting, yes. what what advice do you have for them? And, and what are your thoughts on sort of GPT type programs? ChatGPT is a great research tool. Mm. So it's great for when you are probably like not feeling overly creative or you aren't fabulous at copywriting. It's a great platform for you to research. So say if you're like, I'm stuck for content ideas or what should I write about or what are some current pain problems that my my audience are having or just kind of using it as that that tool. Mm. But from there, I would, you can kind of feed LinkedIn to kind of say, okay, now write this in this certain format for me Mm. and then write it in this tone of voice for me. So say if you're conversational or you have quite a casual tone of voice or you're quite formal, then, you know what I mean? You just kind of continue to kind of keep feeding it. But 
don't copy and paste that into LinkedIn and you know what I mean just use that as research and use it as a base Mm. and then you can kind of go through that and go okay I'm going to take out that fluffy piece because it's a dead giveaway when people copy and paste yes LinkedIn you can see the capitals the hashtags the the emojis like it's yeah it's a dead giveaway so yeah my advice is if you are quite like shy to creating content or quite new to it yeah, I definitely recommend if you want to use ChatGPT, use it as a research tool and, and kind of keep feeding it to to a certain point where you can kind of just like, okay, now I can take the reins here and I can kind of add my own flair to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think people are craving like real authentic content now because we are yeah. seeing that, you know, you can tell it's kind of got an Americanized twang to yes. it. I was I was talking to a friend who isn't a great or said they they're not a great writer but they have some really interesting points like I had these great conversations with them and I said to them why don't you record so you know we've just had this conversation Mm. and it was about it was about conspiracy theory (laughs) (laughs) but but we're talking about something else and I was like just jump on your phone and rather than trying to write what you're going to say just talk and you know how you can do the notes from talking and I was like just talk to your phone and say what you want to write about and you'll get like a written thing and then from there you can chuck that into chat gpt and play around with it yeah but if you're better vocally saying something verbally verbally (laughs) i get what you mean (laughs) then writing then that's an easy tool to kind of start to get your ideas out there yeah it's very interesting that you bring that up because my friend taught me that last night because she is quite in that influencer space on Instagram and like to write her captions quite consistently She because she li- lives on technology in her phone. She's like, this is so much easier abs. Like I just get to kind of record it and the Instagram caption picks it up. Does it? Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, space, then like continues to talk. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that is so interesting. That's a lot um, smarter than my car because my car, when I try to send a text <laughs> through the voice oh. thing in my car. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes it's like, I went to call, I was like, Suri, please call such and such. And it called the wrong person that I haven't spoken to in about 50 years. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is a very effective, effective way for people to, if they are kind of do struggle with that copywriting as well. Like they Mm. could even start there and just kind of pull that to pieces. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, yes, this is going to, yeah, be valuable. This isn't. So yeah, that's, that's a really cool tool. Yeah, even if you've just finished with a client and you've yeah. just had, you know, that client has been so happy with your work, mm. hop out of that meeting and voice record what was just so good about that meeting Yes, and then turn that voice recording into your yeah. LinkedIn post. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people are stuck for like probably veering off a little bit, when people are kind of stuck for those content ideas, it's people do kind of get caught up in like, oh, I don't know what to, I don't know mm. what to kind of post or talk about or why would anyone be interested in what I have to say? And it's like, what conversations are you having with your mm-hmm. clients or your candidates or your customers? Like what problems are they having right now? Why are they coming to you? Mm. You know what I mean? It's just like going, it's, yeah, it's, it's the conversations that you're having and even keeping up to date with things that are happening in your industry. So if you listen to podcast, is there something in that podcast that you've listened to today that can kind of create something out of like that's going to help your audience or you know what I mean it's in sometimes people do overthink like the the content piece and um yeah it's just it's in those conversations that you're having it's in the articles that you read it's in the it's not about coming up with all these new ideas it's yeah how you can yeah how how you can like kind of help solve a problem Mm. yeah Mm. So if everyone listening out there heard that, if a podcast you're listening to, <laughs> find your best part, make a post about it, make sure you tag that podcast. <laughs> and they guess. Clever. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> Do you find like, so obviously you specialize in LinkedIn. You said you dabble a bit in like that filters down to say like Instagram and things like that. Yeah. Do you find you know, much interaction or much engagement or even leads and things like that on other social media platforms platforms as yeah. well? Yeah, absolutely. I So LinkedIn is my main platform that I do talk to my, my audience on, but also I do utilise Instagram as well as that's more of the creating like 
authentic stories, like where you are at the moment, just like I would probably get off a client call and just go, I've just had an incredible chat with such and such. She was having like issues with such and such and this is like what we really spoke about kind of thing and people will be like, oh my goodness, I'm having that same, you know what I mean? It just Mm. starts that conversation and it's just instead of like, on LinkedIn where it's quite text, like text heavy and, and yeah, like graphics and stuff like that with, you can show up on Instagram and kind of just have that conversation with your, with your audience. So I have found Instagram really great for that. And usually what I do is I filter my content from LinkedIn to Instagram and then TikTok as well. I'm going to admit TikTok is quite a beast (laughs) (laughs) and I haven't quite, I am learning as I'm going with TikTok, but I, I, predominantly do show up on on LinkedIn and Instagram but I do feel like they all have they're all beneficial for your Mm. personal brand it's just yeah how you kind of like what you want to how you show up and what you want to kind of share on those platforms they're all kind of great for for different reasons and I think it's where your customers are absolutely so I was talking to someone that's a mortgage broker Mm. and they're talking about first homeowners yeah and I was like are they on LinkedIn? You know, like yeah. wh- where are those customers? Yes. You need to think about yeah. that when you're thinking about building your personal brand Absolutely. in the right space. And I was speaking to a client recently and she was in, she does a bit of like brand partnerships and, and influencing like on her Instagram, but then her day-to-day job is in contracting. So she works for a government job doing that. And she was just like, oh, I don't know where to take if to take like my, because she wants to kind of keep excelling in that contract government kind of position, but then she's also got that influencer kind of social media presence on her Instagram. And I just, like I just kind of spoke to her about it, what I was saying before to you, Josh, is, okay, what do you kind of want to be known for? Like where mm-hmm. do you want your personal brand to take you? Is it in this influencer space or is it in like the the contract kind of corporate space? Like if you kind of showed up as, like the influencer space with that on Instagram, that's where your target audience is sitting there. But if you want to kind of excel in that that corporate space, LinkedIn is that's where to yeah, be. That's where to be. That's where your target audience is sitting, kind of thing. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it is where your your audience is sitting. Mm. Yeah, and you know we've had this comment a lot, and I'm a rather shy person, so it, I, I understand this. But being shy or lacking confidence can be something that can really hold people back from building that personal brand or being more active on LinkedIn what advice do you have for people that are a bit shy I would start small okay just don't overwhelm yourself so I would start with before kind of like going and saying okay I need to post five days a week and I you know I mean I need to create all this like content I would just start by engaging with people mm-hmm. so just kind of flex the muscle online by leaving a comment on someone's post that Mm -hmm. you so like be really intentional who you want to engage with so say if it's you're looking to get a promotion or you're looking to change careers into a different like a different company or something like invest time with like following those people and and commenting on their posts and engaging with that team kind of thing so yeah just like I would still be quite intentional but start small just with like that engagement strategy piece and then that will build your confidence with your opinions and and creating it'll give you more ideas what people are kind of posting about it's like oh okay that like really interests me like I could analyze an article and and write something on that first or you know what I mean it's like oh I've had this conversation recently that I could create a conversation like create a post out of so just invest time into the platform I highly recommend and yeah just yeah starting small with that engagement strategy mm. And then another personality type now, creatives. Mm-hmm. So you've mentioned at Bold Mood. So we've got when we had a bit of a stalk. Yeah. <laughs> your approach is described as helping individuals unlock their creative edge. So can you elaborate on how, you know, personal branding and creatives sort of intersect? Yeah, absolutely. So where the creativity piece comes from is so when you are building your personal brand, it is a story of, yeah, your career. And obviously, yeah, the story that you're sharing with your through your content and, and through your about me section and on your profile. So, yeah, that creativity piece is that's what I try and help people to do on LinkedIn is because a lot of people do think oh, it's LinkedIn. I have that, that stigma around it. It's like I've got to sound like a robot and I've got to sound overly formal on here. And you know what I mean? So like 
when I first launched, I was like, I want to demystify that LinkedIn is this place where you have to sound like a CEO or C-level men in in a suit kind of thing. Like I want to make sure people are using the platform to be like show a personal side too and, and yeah, be innovative with your content and yeah, use storytelling with your with your post and, and take people, your customer on that journey. Mm. So yeah, that's what I try and I try and demystify and flip that script on LinkedIn that you can flex your creative muscles a little bit and not be so rigid, I guess, has yeah. yeah. What LinkedIn's been kind of has kind of been what's the word it's been known for mm. yeah. in the past mm. yeah, yeah yeah and i've mentioned a few times i like when i started on linkedin or when i started again on linkedin recently and when we started going to networking events and everything i was like i need to be this you know professional yeah. like you know suit and tie and that is 100 percent not me yes. um and yeah i've, I've now that i've like yeah, learnt to to just be authentic, like you said, and yeah. and yeah, just be me. It's it's so much easier, and yeah, better connections, better. Absolutely, yeah. it's more entertaining. I mean, you really you flick through social media for entertainment a lot of the time. I mean, yeah. you are looking for services or whatnot, but you are going to more likely to read something that's interesting or yes. is a story that's being told. Then, you know, here's five tips to do something. Exactly, and when you're sharing, showing up online, if you're showing up as someone online and you're like you are very approachable and have like quite an informal kind of tone of voice and for example and then you kind of show up in person in a suit and tie and you're like you're kind of talking like really formal like a robot kind of thing. people <laughs> no. are like okay something's not working here like what yes. <laughs> you know what I mean that's not going to align so the way that you show up offline should be the way that you do show up online there is a fine line obviously when you're going out on the weekends and you're socializing yes. with your yes. friends and stuff like obviously you still want to have that professional component on LinkedIn yes but yeah, you still want to, yeah, you want to, pe- people want to see the human behind like the, your content. Yeah. And that's, yeah, being authentic is, and showing up how you would online, offline is, is very important to that. Yeah. So yeah. what do you foresee as sort of the future of personal branding or how might, how do you see the landscape evolving? With personal branding, I feel like video will be quite crucial with personal branding, mm. like another way to kind of or in it is quite it's obviously quite big now mm. with video, but it's just another visual way to share your story and yeah, just kind of like reach a reach a new audience kind of thing. Mm. So I feel like yeah, personal branding will like will evolve much more into like that video component. Mm. For LinkedIn, I feel like the creator side of LinkedIn is is going to like to build your personal brand. The big guys on there, I feel like LinkedIn are going to favor the the startups, mm. the startup creators. So they're going to give the startup creators, yeah, a fair chance in kind of getting their message out there. So I feel like it's the last couple of years it has been the it's been building to the LinkedIn being a massive creator tool, but I feel like 2024 and beyond, it's it's really going going to that platform is going to really extend to be, yeah, a lot more creators and a lot of I don't want to say influencers, but like the corp you have, have micro influencers, the micro influencers on there. So yeah, a lot more brand partnerships on there with actual creators on there. So Mm -hmm. not the same as LinkedIn kind of thing. That kind of influencer, but more the influencer where kind of like those corporate brands are kind of working alongside other creators on there to kind of collaborate. So I feel like that will be quite big Mm. from 2024 and beyond. So, yeah, now is the time to start building your personal brand on LinkedIn, guys. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And if you need help, bold. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know where to find me. (laughs) Yeah, I think think it's exciting. I think there's more opportunity than ever for people to build their personal brand. I think another thing is communities. Like I feel like you can build nice little groups of communities yeah. on LinkedIn. We've definitely noticed it. Like every yeah. guest that we've had on the podcast, we've a lot of them we've met through LinkedIn. Yes. And now we have these beautiful communities. Mm. We started a book club with Yeah, which is people, in a LinkedIn group. And, which is a yeah. LinkedIn group and it's just a community of like-minded people. Yeah. So it's going to be a way of also, you know, bridging friendships but also collaboration with people yeah it's exciting yeah because you just need to think like when you are posting content and engaging with everyone online that's on a global scale Mm. like you are there's you're talking to a lot of people so like to kind of communicate with that smaller community it's it's so powerful to kind of have that group on yeah on LinkedIn like for example like you started like a book club kind of thing and 
with community for me, I, from sh- like sharing, I don't know if you've heard me say this, I've, I talk about it all the time. <laughs> but it's a really great example of community, community building on LinkedIn. So starting my personal, like starting to consistently build um, my personal brand three and a half years ago, it just, there was so many internet friends that I had. So mm-hmm. like we would just show up daily and just really like support each other's content and that led to last year where that that community group that we were kind of like supporting each other created a business retreat in Bali and they reached out to me and they're like hey abs they're like you would we've created this like business retreat where it's like business leisure and we kind of get together and kind of like brainstorm and and things like that and I was just like obviously like sometimes your fear comes over it's like wow I only know these people from like LinkedIn kind of thing and then it's just like then I thought I was just like where I talk to these people daily kind of thing and like the opportunities that like came from that and I'm so lucky like I'm so grateful that I said yes because I've made long-term friends from that now Mm -hmm. and also I made yeah I made a client out of it and just like the yeah, the conversations that we had as well was just so powerful, especially I was just, I just launched Bold Mood and a lot of these people were like 10 years my senior kind of thing in the business world and that. So you just, yeah, never know what's going to come from that community piece and and that's why I really encourage people to kind of have that engagement strategy on LinkedIn as well as that content piece. Mm, that's so beautiful. And yeah. a trip yes. to Bali. Yeah. And oh. a trip to Bali. Honestly, <laughs> I've never been to Bali before and obviously when you get there it's like, oh my goodness, like they're driving around like radically. Like, yeah, it's so <laughs> hectic. And I like obviously heard things in that and it took me a while. I was just like, oh, wow, they're just driving all over the place and all of that <laughs> and everything's a little bit different. But obviously you go to a different country to experience something different. And then by the end of it, I was like, it was just incredible. Like the way that they live, everyone is so nice. Like they, like they don't have much, but they're honestly just like the most genuine people and yeah it's that it's all about it's all about community there really so yeah it was it was an amazing experience and just to kind of collab with yeah really incredible business owners that have been in that space for for years and just have those conversations so yeah you never ever know what's going to come from a conversation guys so yeah mm-hmm. i highly okay. recommend in um investing in um engaging maybe our book club will go to bali yes <laughs> 12 months that could time. be our meetup <laughs> yeah. honestly and by the end of bali i was literally hooning around on those bikes and really? i was like yeah i was like this i felt yeah i felt it was awesome so i haven't been overseas in a long time so i was just like wow because i've been in career and business mode kind of thing i was like it was really nice to kind of like still have that business component and work on bold mood but kind of do it in just in a different environment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And claim it on tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's that too. <laughs> so what's next for Bold Mood? So with Bold Mood, I'm working with, um, my aspiration is to continue work with brands. So that's to help build their company brand on LinkedIn to really like boost their traffic to their website and just really that brand awareness piece as well. So, and that also complements as well the personal branding and employee advocacy as well. So really like going in and and doing workshops with them and educating their leaders and their employees on the importance of personal branding, not just on their career, but how that can help build the company brand as well. So yeah, I I have big plans to, yeah, really, really help people on a much larger scale. So yeah, that's that's what I'm working on. Oh, we're so excited for you. We can't wait to watch yeah. it, watch the journey. Stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> and we end every episode with a challenge. Yes. Do you have a challenge that you'd like to set our listeners and Josh and I will do it too? Yes, I do. So I have kind of said this a few times now in the podcast, but I highly, your challenge from me is to engage, set yourself a challenge, set yourself an engagement challenge every day. So put aside either 15, 20 minutes and reach out to at least five people if that's by commenting on their post and it can't be just congratulations or love this. It has to actually be like a meaningful comment. So making sure you're engaging with at least five new people, not people in your network, but new people. So we can't just engage in your post? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, engage with five new people every like five days a week, yeah, for the next let's say for the next three months. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, and see what difference it does make. 
Okay. That'll be good. I need a system in place to yes. stick to it because I know I know how important it is. We've yeah. talked about it before on the podcast, but then and I'll, I'll get to it for like a couple of days. I'm like commenting on everything, and yeah. then yeah, you just you get busy and you just. But yeah, if I've got you a do. system in place that I know that I have to stick to, I think that'll make it a lot better. Absolutely, put it in your calendar. If it's not in my, I can't rely on my memory these days. So <laughs> everything's in the calendar. Always make sure there's yeah engagement more like in the mornings and in the afternoons for me. But, yeah, my challenge to you is definitely, yeah, incorporate at least 15 to 20 minutes per day, five new people for the next three months and check back in with me in yeah. three months, months and see time. how you go. Done. Well, excellent. We'll yeah. do. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if people wanted to reach you, I guess LinkedIn would make sense. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> LinkedIn is you can reach me on LinkedIn at Abby Naylor. I'm also on Instagram and TikTok at Bold Mood. And... Yeah, or you can visit my website, which is www.boldmood.com.au. Wonderful. And we'll put links in the show notes yes. as well. Yeah. Awesome. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you, guys. And this has been an awesome chat. So good. And like we said at the start, we were so excited to get you on and uh, you've surpassed expectations. Oh, like, I loved it. it. So amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you're feeling inspired and ready to take your personal brand to the next level. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button, rate and leave us a review. Your feedback means the world to us and helps others discover our show. And remember, building a personal brand is not a destination. It's a continuous journey. Connect with us by searching Personal Branding Unlocked on all your socials to stay updated and continue the conversation. Until next time, keep crafting your professional identity because you are the brand that speaks volumes. 